Hey everybody, I'm Peter, and I don't know what egress means. He's having a very happy Father's Day. How are you, Mike? Wow, it's not you didn't make fun of me in this one. No. Wow. I'm feeling I'm feeling charitable. Wow. Because you, you have a kid. So oh, you have one day you. where I don't make fun of you in the intro. Well, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, great day, man. And then you came down to visit yesterday. Yeah. You and your lovely wife came to um, my part of uh, the state, from your part of the state. Yeah, it was great. We, we I just got home a couple hours ago, and it's, I think, did I don't know if we talked about this on the pod or not, but we were trying to talk about when the last time we saw each, put each other IRL was, and it was for Rise of Skywalker, which was Whoa. December 2019. Is that right? Can that be correct? Yeah. yeah. It's not. That feels right because, yeah, the pandemic was soon after. Yeah. So, dang. It was really good to see you and your wife and meet Elliot. It was the first time I've yeah. seen, seen little baby boy. So, you met our Padwan. He rode around on a scooter for a little bit. Yeah. It was great. I want to move there. Yeah. It's island time, man. Yep. I tell you. Fantastic. Um, but because I saw you IRL, I brought you a little present and we're going to flip things on its head a little bit. Do you want to tell people what's going on, Mike? Yeah. Um, drop in card music here. Well, this episode, Peter, I am going to be reading <laughs> you three cards from the wonderful Phantom Menace. What are these called? <laughs> They're wide vision trading cards. Wide vision trading cards. And I'm going to be reading you a card. We'll start off in what I have ordered easy, medium, and hard. Okay. And uh, you're going to see if you can guess the scene. So okay. I'm going to kill it. Uh, well, you're zero for zero, so it's already <laughs> better for me. Okay, let's start off from the easy one. On the front, Jar Jar is fiddling with one of the energy binder plates of Anakin's pod racer. Hey, Jar Jar, the boy shouts. Stay away from those. If your hand gets caught in the beam, it'll go numb for hours. Jar-Jar. Wait, are you reading the back? Yeah, what do you read? I read the front, <gasps> like the, the subtitle. Oh, you literally, I just gave away so much. <laughs> so you literally just say like, wait. So what's on the front of the card? What, okay. what is what is the word? What are the words on the front of the card? A mouthful of energy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Oh, and then shit. I try to, I try to, rem- oh. so okay, I think this that part is that Jar Jar nope, is count. fiddling with the engines and he puts his face in between the energy. Doesn't beam. count <laughs> because I, I read way too much. Yep. That's, that is. Okay. So I flubbed it. <laughs> one for one. I'm beating Mike. Okay. Be 100%. honest. If I said a mouthful of energy, do you think you could have guessed that? I actually feel pretty confident, but we'll never know. So let, let's, 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 we'll start over. And we'll just secretly that. know that I, I'm I'm in the lead. All right. Well, now that I know this, how you're, you've been playing mind tricks on me. <laughs> um, okay. Ready for card number one? Yeah. So what we're doing to explain it to the listeners too is that we're looking at a card on the front. It has a picture and it has a subtitle of the picture. So you tell the subtitle and I try to guess what the picture is. Okay. You ready? Yep. Tested he will be. I am gonna guess that this is Anakin standing in front of the Jedi, in front of the Jedi Council with Qui Gon, and they are asking if he can do the test 
I mean, that's pretty much exactly it, except Qui-Gon's not there. Oh, it's just Anakin. Okay. But oh, I'll give it to okay. you. I mean, well, I, he is there, just not in this. So screen. this is the scene where he's actually getting tested. So I'm oh, I'm I'm gonna give you You were right. He's I getting, would grade this I would grade this a no. Yeah. I, I grade you pretty harshly, so yeah. This is a different scene. You're right. I guess I should read the back and you were correct it. Um he's being tested, not granted okay. testing. You yes. can see Mace Windu holding his iPad up, and it's yeah. like... When he's like, ship. Ship. Ball. Ball. Or whatever he says. But Okay, okay. so zero for <laughs> right, zero. Cool. You got two more. All right. What lurks behind? I am going to say that this is the... Just before there's always a bigger fish. There's a there's a fish, and then there's go oh no 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 I'm changing it, I'm changing it. This is in the hologram, the holo- when they're doing the hologram meeting with Sidious. Um what's the Nemoidians are doing the hologram meeting with Sidious, and then Darth Maul like comes out of the shadows and is like, Meet my apprentice, or whatever he says. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Woo! you're wrong. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, <laughs> you said yeah. Yeah, I said like yeah, like yeah. Okay. Oh, um, jerk. You you were right the first time. You should have oh, stuck really? with it. Dang it's it. Qui Gon Jin, Obi Wan, and Jar Jar in the uh, little submarine with the fish trailing behind them, oh. lurking behind them. Dang it! I overthought it. Zero for two. All right. You're looking. Okay. Like, it's not so easy, is it? <laughs> I don't it's know. I so think easy, I'm doing. I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, c- comparatively, I suppose. Um, okay, last one. <laughs> battle droid formation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's when the battle droids get in formation. When? Um, but well, give me. It's the big battle. Okay. Um, like in the grass. Um, and they're about to face off against the Gungans. Okay, you're one for three. It's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> they're crouched down, but I'm going to give that one to you because that okay. feels pretty much like... I Fair enough. How, I don't know how you would have said that. What's funny is this is a card almost exactly like I got. Yeah. But, but the caption was name. worse. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <clears throat> so, okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to give myself half a point for the second one and nope. then the, the nope. first nope. one nope. Nope. with the energy beam in Jarter's face. No, you're, we, you're, we know I got that. So. You're one for three, and I'm what? I'm two I'm for three s- and a half for four. You are one for three, and I'm two for <laughs> 17. Great. So you're doing better. All right. Thank you for that. It is nice to be in the pad one seat for a second. Yes. Are you ready to talk some batch? Mike? Let's chat batch, bud. Do you have, do you have a brew? I, I've no. got a brew today. Oh wow, weird. I um no, it's work tomorrow. We're recording this on a Sunday night. Yeah. So I've got I've got my. I need a post uh, travel brew. So. Ooh. Well, we uh, we watched this episode together, Peter. Yeah, it was nice. We uh, it's the first time I've watched Star Wars with someone and. You know who's who doesn't hate it? Yeah, um, it was really hard for me not to just tell you what I thought. Yeah, the entire episode. We're like, yeah. save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Yeah, that's funny. That was a funny way of doing it. Yeah, it was like it was it was almost not worth having you watch it with me because <laughs> we couldn't talk about it while things were happening. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, maybe we'll do, I'll have to do a watch along for sure. Yeah. A watch along would be really fun. Um, we just couldn't make it happen last night, but do you want to start off? Well, well, let's start off first before we get into the episode. Um, we always like to touch on the Easter eggs from the last episode that are official, um, releases by Lucasfilm. So Lucasfilm yeah. always drops text notes, which say behind the scenes facts and Easter eggs. So last episode we talked about the um Mandel mix. Yeah. Discussed that a little bit. And so yep. my guess was that it was inspired by the popcorn mix at Disneyland and that was confirmed by text uh-huh. notes. So oh, wow. the we didn't know the name. It's called Outpost Mix is the one that you can mm. get at Black Spire Outpost at Disneyland. Um but they were originally going to call it Outpost Mix for the episode, but they decided that Outpost Mix was native only to Black Spire Outpost. Outpost. So this is a little bit of a slightly different uh, flavor. Hmm. Okay. The other thing is we talked a little bit about the flavor of Outpost Mix, and I said it kind of tasted like spicy tricks. And I was like, that can't be real. So I looked up another Disneyland food blogger, and I think that's exactly what it tastes like. And it sounds gross to me. Yeah, I, I can't imagine wanting that to be honest. Yeah, because it's like purple and red colored huh. mixed together, and I guess the purple tastes like grape, like trick cereal, okay. and the red tastes like spicy cinnamon, like big red gum. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that could be good. I think I'll take a pass there. But yeah. Um, the other thing is we didn't, I don't know if we talked about this, but Omega recognized Rex as a generation one clone, yeah. which I didn't know exactly what that meant. Um, well, it means he's oh. from the first batch of clones, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But the interesting thing about that, that I think we, I'd want to call out is they said that he's technically 10 years older than his brothers because the first batch of clones happened 10 years before the clone war started and they really ramped up production. So I think that's kind of an interesting idea that, you know, the clones are exactly the same, but different ages, which we didn't really think about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I always, not to be like, yeah, I know, but I guess that's what I always assumed that's how it hmm. was because in Attack of the Clones, you see clones of different ages. Yeah. I don't know and why they, I didn't think about that. They're not going to, and some do age more rapidly than others. I think the newer batch aged much quicker or something like that or aged out um and rex doesn't have that like it seems to he seems to age pretty based on timeline of star wars and the fact that he makes it to empire i mean to jedi i don't know he seems to age pretty well did you think about this mike (laughs) um i think actually on that note about the age the clones aging quicker they didn't mention in Bad Batch that the DNA of Django fat is degrading, which um, implies that the newer generation of clones are worse than the original one. So I also wonder if that's why Rex is kind of a badass because he was, he got that pure unadulterated Django mm-hmm. DNA. Maybe. Um, yeah. Also, I do think they say that in the Bad Batch that it's deteriorating. Yeah, they did say the first episode. So, oh, okay. Cool. Those are the only Easter eggs from last episode. Well, do you want to nail them again? Open it up and let me know. How did you? What did you think about this episode? What were some fun, fun things for you? Uh, um, let me let me let me start the other way. Let me get rid of the the things that were bummed. I'm bummed about because I, I 
they're not that big of a deal, but this episode was so hyped up mm-hmm. um, from the couple posts I saw, and it could have just been a couple hyperbolic posts. Yeah. Um, and the name of it being Reunion, that I, I will... I will remember this episode when I look back on it as a great episode, but in light of all the hype it got, it really hurt it for me. So putting that aside, I think the hype is what the issue is, not the episode. Um, the spoiler crew was out in full force. Um, uh, I got, I got, I got a good warning from our bud, Jonah Marie Masias that she messaged and said, if you haven't watched yet, be really careful on Twitter because there's a ton of spoilers and a ton of hype. Uh, so, so I avoided funny. almost anything for this episode. So I think I maybe had a different feeling than you, which is kind of interesting. Oh, that's awesome. I miss Joan Marie. Yeah, I know. We need to have her on maybe end of the season to just talk about Bad Batch. In yeah, it'll be fun. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I didn't get it spoiled. Um, but the, yeah, social media was just weird around it. Um, just kind of thinking chronologically from the beginning. Um, Rex and Omega's relationship, first of all, is really fun. Wrecker. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Wrecker and uh, Omega's relationship is really fun. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about on that night that I am interested. I am. This might come up later in the season because we have learned that they are doing less episodic things, it seems, with Bad Batch. But I totally thought that her disarming oh, yeah. that charge was Chekhov's. Oh, yeah, Chekhov's Chekhov's gun. Yeah, it's, you know... Oh, detonator, I got it. You're going to have to learn how to do this. And then that was going to be something in the episode that she was going to have to do. So I was kind of surprised that never paid off. Yeah, because it usually does. Like, for example, her practicing to shoot a bow in the beginning Mm -hmm. and it not going well. And uh, someone giving her a piece of advice of, you have to concentrate or something. And then at the end, she's like, I just concentrated and it worked. You know, like, yeah, yeah, we 100%. We both thought that you were gonna, she was gonna mm-hmm. have to diffuse something by the end of the episode, yeah. which could have been the case, and they could have thought it was too cheesy, maybe. And I they could just, also but see, they just liked the interaction, so they kept it in. Yep, I could also see that it's a, it could pay off in a, in later episodes. So we'll see. I, speaking of which, I just learned, I'm so confused about the ordering of these episodes, but it's there's only one more episode, um, that will air. As far as I know, um, Mm, except for I'm reading on. So I saw on Disney Plus, they said it was ending at episode nine. But now I'm opening up Wikipedia and I see that it's going all the way to episode 16. So I am very confused at how many more episodes are left on this in this season. Um, Uh, Interesting. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to stress it. Um. So there's there might be a lot more runway to tell the story where she has to figure out how to do this detonator thing. Yeah, it definitely could happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like one thing though is I feel like the scrapper crew is kind of a that was it's a little weird. Like what? I, it seems like they just fizzled out. Like they didn't really do much. They called the Empire, but uh, that's I mean that's exactly what they yeah. that that was their their only purpose was to call the empire. Yeah. Like it, it could have just been a probe droid. Yeah. It could have been, which we've seen a million times. And that would make sense is that the empire would want to guard like whatever's going on on this planet. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I can, Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But it, 
it was a little odd, yeah. especially because it again was a seed planted that never came around full circle. Mm-hmm. Like that, I'm mixing metaphors there. <laughs> but um, I'm also I'm, cool helmets though. I do yeah. want to say that they do. Oh, have they cool do. Helmets. Um, this and hot based on a couple some quick research I did. There looks like there will be 16 episodes, and they already have some of the names for some of them. So it's we've definitely got a lot more to go. Okay. Then strike what I said before about there being nine episodes. I was incorrect. Yeah, we got 16 coming. Yeah. One moment that I liked, I think you you giggled at as well. Because we were there in person, <laughs> which is fun. Wow. Um, I love how they're taking out these guys, and they stun them all including the driver who they stun yeah. and he crashes and then falls off of that ledge, definitely falling to his death. Yeah. Yeah. Because a limp body falling off a cliff probably isn't going to no. land super well. Um, yeah. Also I was very perplexed by the fact that they even stun them because I've, we've never seen in fights them use that. So I figured again, mm. we were setting up another, storyline to it's like they're miss they're trying to kind of give us little missteps and keep us on our toes because mm-hmm. my expectation was oh they got stunned why a show would do that so they could wake up and then do something yeah that is true and it, it feels a little i mean i feel like a lot of the rebels we've seen before including the ghost crew would have just you know, mm-hmm. got them right there. So I'm kind yeah. of, it's kind of interesting that like badass Clone Force 99 is stunning these guys. Do you think it's because they don't want to like shoot their brothers? But oh, those are scrappers. Yeah, those, those are, scrappers. are randos. Oh, that's funny because like, they, they, they shoot at clones. Yeah, uh, they shoot the clones episode. all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was odd. All right. But I do, I will say I'm a big fan of this like junk pile planet. Like, yeah, it's a cool setting for sure. It's it's pretty creepy, and we get reference to the Dianoga in this episode, <laughs> yeah, which so is cool. Confirmation, which is cool. Yeah, and that's how this whole episode is kind of kicking off. Is they're doing another job, or they're on the same job, or a different job. Yeah, so I think that they didn't really spell it out, and it took me a while to kind of think this through. But I think what's going on, and I want to know if you feel this, if this is how you interpret it as well, is that they're not on a job, but there is that thing with Sid where she was like, I own you guys essentially. Like oh uh, yeah, well, your debt, we yeah. owe a bunch of popcorn money. Um and so they went to this planet to get the chips out of their head, which is unrelated to anything going on with Sid, but then they saw all the weapons that they can get and they could sell those weapons yeah. to repay Sid and get their freedom or something like that. It was it wasn't spelled out super well. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, they were, they happened to be on this planet, and then it was just opportunistic for them to take this stuff to Sid and be like, hey, we got you all this stuff. Can we clear our debt? Because they're indentured yeah, servants. totally. Yeah. Also, I mean, Wrecker's definitely going to F that torpedo, right? <laughs> 100%. Well, actually, I guess not, because we saw we see him throw it at, yeah. at a stormtrooper. So, On a serious note, I do think if I had to guess so far... And I, I hope this is followed through. Is there's a nice interaction um, between? Actually, I don't even remember who it was between between two of the clones. I think Tech and I don't know, but they were essentially saying. Um, I wrote it down. 
Where? Oh, here it is. Um, if we left with Rex, we wouldn't need to sell uh-huh. arms. We're soldiers. What other path do we have? That was a conversation maybe with Hunter um, where they were kind of going back and forth because Rex said, hey, come with me. We're trying to do something to F up this empire. And they said no. And they're trying to find their way. And so that that scene that scene where he says we're soldiers, what other path do we have? I think that's the thesis of the season. Maybe. Oh, yeah. And that is an interesting philosophical question for me. When you know nothing but battle, probably the philosophical question for all of the clones is when you know nothing but battle, how do you make a life for yourself? Yeah. I think you're 100% right. That's a great observation. Yeah. Um, and that line definitely hit me um, because it, 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 was, it wasn't necessarily a rhetorical question from Echo to Hunter, but it hung like one. Mm-hmm. And this is making me think, I wonder if we'll ever see that conversation between those two revisited because there are pretty set in stone relationships starting to form. There are different ones between every one of the Bad Batch. And I think Echo is the newest member of the Bad mm-hmm. Batch in many ways. And uh, Hunter very seems like one of the foundational yeah. founding members. I'm not sure. Um, so their relationship is interesting. And Echo has just a different point of view. Um, yeah. Well, I think the other interesting thing is that they are... I mean, if they go through with this, they're going into arms dealing, which... Who you sell to. There, there's some moral relativism here that's interesting that exists in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, we saw it in, uh, we saw it in uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if they're selling arms to bounty hunters, that's probably not a great thing. You know, if they give them to Sid and the end of the day, I, yeah. I can guarantee they're not going to go somewhere that will help the cause. But maybe these weapons get redirected to a fledgling rebellion. Um, and we feel a little differently about Clone Force 99. Or they don't sell weapons at all. Uh, it mm-hmm. is kind of interesting that our protagonists are flirting with this idea and struggling with this. And it's, I'm sure to Hunter and many of them, it feels like they have no other option. What mm-hmm. else are they going to do as soldiers? And that that's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to them unpacking. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see where that goes. And... I, yeah, I think you nailed the head on the head. That's kind of what the big thesis of this whole series. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm trying to think what else. Um, I was a little bit. We got confirmation that it looks like the prime minister and Lama Sue are the ones that hired um, Fennec Shand to yeah. come after them. Seems seemed or. Or was it Cad Bane they hired? I think they ha- they ended up hiring both. That was kind of the conversation where it was like, well, we already um, sent someone out, and it's like, well, they need reinforcements because we need to get them faster. So I think they got have it. Sent, probably hired it a bunch of... They probably did the same thing that Vader did. They got yeah. the whole lineup of like bounty hunters and were like, first one to get this person. The thing that is unclear to me is they say... That Clone Force 99 is like an important asset or something like that when they are 
talking to Rampart and saying, trying to convince Rampart to bring them in alive. Are they just saying that because then it ensures that Omega comes back alive? Or are they, do they want Clone Force 99 specifically for something? Well, it seems like it goes back to the episodes with Tarkin. Of Tarkin is losing faith in the clone army. Mm-hmm. And Tarkin failed to, you know, his his crew of special agents sent against the Bad Batch didn't work out, right? Yeah, I mean, some of those special agents are still with Crosshair. They were they were kind of the ones in command with Crosshair in this last battle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it wasn't they weren't awesome. Yeah, so I mean, I'm guessing the Kaminoans would like the Bad Batch back as proof that their basically their entire business mm-hmm. makes sense as a model, and people can trust them. Yeah, I wonder if it is the latter that they want the whole Bad Batch back, or maybe this is something about Omega as well. Maybe Omega is the key, and why she's so special is maybe they're the solution to this degrading DNA problem. Yeah. Going back to what we were talking about with Rex is they think they can essentially use their super powered mutations to create more badass soldiers. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, Omega has to have be more than just, yeah. Than what she is. There's something about her and I'm sure we'll find it out. Unlike she's kind of the opposite of Grogu who we (laughs) knew immediately what was special about him. Yeah, that's true. And and like we're automatically endeared by everything. It's like we might get the opposite with hers. We won't know what's special about her until the end. Mm -hmm. And then in reflection, she's maybe, you know. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. Um, And I mean, that's probably a good segue because it's become clear that I thought we had a pretty good... uh, Good prediction to how this season would end when we thought it was only nine episodes. Um, but that seems clearly wrong because Omega got straight up Grogu'd. She yeah. got kidnapped. And yep. they, they end the episode saying, we got to go after her. Yeah. I'm, um, it, she, I mean, she's a, a, a good MacGuffin if there ever was one. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> Is the Mandalorianization of this series starting to bug you in any way? Because we've we've pointed out similarities quite a bit. This yeah. plot point is straight up Mandalorian. Yeah. Um it it one, I'm trying to think if there's any other think time in Star Wars this happens, because I'm sure there is. Um but yes, in short, it, it doesn't bug me yet, but I'm worried if we don't get anything like really new, especially knowing there's 16 episodes now, I'm, I'm a little worried for this series. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's all in the execution. And if I, if I, <laughs> Were to guess, I would guess that uh, Bad Batch was in production before Mandalorian. Uh, when was it season two when Grogu got kidnapped? Mm. Um, and so I bet it was one of those things that if there are similarities, that you know, Dave Filoni and team were like, Oh, we have this great idea for this little kid that's going to be a f- child figure to our brooding father, and then that kid's going to get kidnapped, and then 
John Favreau comes in and is like, I have a great idea where Baby Yoda's <laughs> going to get kidnapped. And Dave Filoni's like, oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder, um, if they, I wonder if they ever had that conversation. They must have, right? They must have because Dave Filoni works on both of them. Um, so it's, you know, I don't think it's an accident, the similarities. I think I will say it is not bugging me yet. It's going to be an execution. I, no. you know, there... I won't, I won't spoil anything, but there, there's three new, um, Marvel shows on Disney plus and they, the first two had very similar reveals in terms of an important character. And I could see the third one having a very similar type of reveal where it's like, Oh, here's a surprise character you didn't know about. Hmm. Um, and so I'm a little worried that maybe they're getting into a playbook with some mm. of their shows. And what happens if just from now on, every Star Wars show is an adult and some cute sidekick and then the cute sidekick gets kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. If it becomes too formulaic, which I mean, Star Wars has its tropes. It's created many of yeah. them. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's all an execution. We, we, we won't know, but it's, um, yeah, I think it's also tough for me and maybe why it's less successful is I don't, there, it's, it's harder for me to believe that with the Bad Batch, they are caring for Omega, like a daughter, because she's a clone too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just doesn't ring it. And there were these like rough and tumble crew who it's like, you know, it's like three men and a baby and like all mm-hmm. these bachelors get a baby and they love like, but unlike that movie, they're, they're, they're never bummed. They're pumped about it from the start. It's never like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm just like, why are they, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not super sticking for me. Like the, Interesting. I, I don't a hundred percent wasn't successful for me to, but I, I'm bought into their relationship, mm-hmm. but on like the the how of their relationship and how it functions, I think it's fun. But like the why of it, like but why I, is not working. Interesting. My interpretation, at least, is that this, this does work for me. And my my head canon is essentially we've seen the bond that the clones have within their brotherhood of all the other clones, mm. just on the face of we're all the same. We're in this together which I think is probably something that's very familiar to people who fought in wars together. Mm. And so, I mean, just that with Omega, just like, okay, you're one of us. That is something that I don't necessarily question, Mm. but it's interesting. I'd I'd be really interesting to see. I I mean, I was one of my friends messaged me about the episode. And the only thing they said was that they were like, Oh, Omega annoying and i was just like okay like i don't feel the same way and so it would be kind of interesting to see the greater reaction on how that character is is being received yeah it would be interesting also i don't want to know (laughs) (laughs) that's true because i mean i I don't want to have a conversation about it with anyone yeah i can already hear both sides of it yeah Um, that's absolutely true yeah yeah well it's interesting i'm yeah i'm yeah, I, I I very easily could be annoyed by her, and mostly mm-hmm. her voice kind of bugs me. 
But yeah. it's just because, and it doesn't even bug me. It just, I can't hear it. I just hear an adult voice That's so and funny. see a kid. Yeah. Not sure why. Um, I think we should probably spend quite a bit, a little bit of time talking about Cad Bane. But before we get there, I have just, just a couple quick notes about the general episode. Um, there were no Easter eggs to call out, so I don't really have anything that I caught to talk about that. But I just want to point out that this mechanic of like the the battle, it looks awesome. There were multiple yeah. times during the episode we both were just like, cool shot. That's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of silhouette shots of yeah. of, uh, of crosshair walking out of things. Yep, and the and the mechanic of this engine escape I found really cool too. I think it was it kind of worked how I had no idea what was really going on with it. I was just like, I didn't. They kind of explained yeah. it like, oh, we could blow up this and this and this, and then it's like, but we'll fall. I'm like, I have no idea what's going to go on. But then when they actually executed it, I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really cool, and I don't even yeah. know how you how that idea came in. It's a cool writing. It's just really, really creative, cool writing. Like, you don't see too many unique escapes or battles in Star mm-hmm. Wars, and that was one of them. I know. I'm glad it wasn't just like a ship flying through something because we've seen that a yeah. hundred times. Um, and then the only other thing is it just. I, I want to call it out because we don't talk about it enough. How insane it is that D Bradley Baker does all of their voices. Yeah. Like they're so distinct, but so you can all tell that they come from the same, the same DNA. And that is so talented. And I've really grown to just, you know, I know exactly what those distinct voices are and their personalities and, I just, you know, D. Bradley Baker's killing it. And I just want to shout that out. Yeah, he really is. It is it is super wild when I think about it. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Wild talent. Yeah. Did also, those must be long recording days for him. Yeah, I know. Jeez. I'm sure he's getting the bucks, though. Uh, um, are you... Do you have any other notes before we kind of d- jump into Cad Bane? Um, I mean, I would love to talk about Crosshair, the burn victim. Oh, yeah. I feel, I hope he looks so cool. Yeah. Like, what kind of, what are we going to get from Crosshair? Like, is he going to have to start wearing armor? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, dude. He's going to get a cool mask. Prediction, Crosshair is Snoke. (laughs) (laughs) He gains force powers and grows three feet. Yeah. Um. This yeah, is, but so, this is his Palpatine moment, his disfiguration. Yeah, we. It's interesting, and I, I like this. Now that we don't, have a, we have a lot more episodes. So I mean, who knows what will happen? But our prediction that we touched on is that they were in the spot where they could do the surgery on Crosshair. So maybe they were going to knock him yeah. unconscious and then put him in the tube. I thought for a second when he got pushed up against that thing and kind of knocked out of the battle, that was the point where they're going to mm-hmm. snatch him. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So are they setting up a tragic ending for Crosshair? Um, or is there still a way to get that out of his head and redeem him? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can kill a burn victim. I think it would be, <laughs> I think it would be too, kicking a no, dog Luke down. Did. Oh, yeah. That's so rude. <laughs> Obi-Wan didn't. Fair. Yep. Um. Cool. So, <laughs> Luke kill. I want to make that shirt. <laughs> Luke killed the burn victim. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That'll be our first like official merch since those pins. And on the back of it, it will say Obi Wan didn't. Yeah. Um. 
So Cad Bane, I am. I I want to poke you a little bit and just figure out how you feel about Cad Bane because for some reason I thought you were a big Cad Bane fan, but you seemed a little disappointed by this reveal. I mean, I like Cad Bane, but I thought you were like a Cad Bane freak, like you're a like, Cad Bane head. Yeah, like like the hat that has that ten gallon. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. I like him. I'm not a huge one. I think it's funny because when we played Star Wars D&D, my D&D character was accidentally mm-hmm. yeah. subconsciously inspired by Cad Bane, and I hadn't put them together that I just basically made Cad Bane for D&D, like a, it, yeah. a southern talking Duros who's a gunslinger. Did, yeah. Totally never put it together that Maybe I just copied Cad Bane. That is exactly why I thought that. Um, yeah. But Yeah. So, okay, that's interesting. I was pretty excited to see Cad Bane. I think he's a really cool character from the Clone Wars. Yeah, he is. I like his, I like his droid, too. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's a good time to do a very sh- a kind of short deep dive on Cad Bane yeah. because we didn't get to talk to, talk about him in any of our Rebel stuff because he never showed up. Please. Um, who is Cad Bane? Who is Cad Bane? Drop in Cad Bane music now <laughs> and make it smooth and jazzy. <laughs> You know the hat, but do you know the man? <laughs> um, yeah. The, um, man, the man behind the 10-gallon heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so you mentioned Cad Bane's droid. That's a little bit of an Easter egg, so I'll just get that out of the way. His name is Todo 360 or Todo 360? I don't know. It's T-O-D-O 360 is, the, is his droid. Amazing. Um, and he his droid is voiced by Seth Green, who has done a number of voices throughout I Star didn't Wars. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but Cat Bane um, is, as you said, a Duros, a very tall, slick gunslinger. He's a bounty hunter. Behind the scenes, he is based on Lee Van Cleef's Angel Eyes character from the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Whoa. Yeah. So. Another interesting thing about Cad Bane behind the scenes is that Dave Filoni did a bunch of research on old George Lucas documents when he was creating Clone Wars with George Lucas. And he came across some early concept art of a gun-toting spacer wearing a hat in the original drafts for the Star Wars trilogy. So Dave Filoni was inspired by these drawings of this kind of Western gunslinger that presumably, which is kind of cool, George Lucas was thinking about adding into the original trilogy. Oh. Cad Bane totally would work in A New Hope. Yeah. Like, you know, in Mos Espa. Yeah. And I mean, Star Wars loves Westerns. (laughs) We've seen stuff like this pop up. Oh, yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, this last scene was such a Western thing, too. So I think it would fit in great. Um, behind the scenes, one other bit. He is voiced by Corey Burton, who I wanted to shout out. Um, you might like that Corey Burton also did the voice for Count Dooku and Zero the Hut uh, uh, in Clone Wars. Really? Yeah, those are both very... Those are so far apart. All three of those voices are very, very distinct and different. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that's quite yeah. the hodgepodge. Yeah. Um, but in-universe, Cad Bane was considered the leading bounty hunter in the galaxy once Jango Fett went down. Jango Fett was kind of like the A oh. guy. That's who you went to. 
Um, and he was the always, it girl. yep, he was the it girl. Um, and Cad Bane was always kind of riding his coattails until his death. And so now Cad Bane is considered the big badass through the count through the galaxy. Uh, um, particularly during the clone wars is when he did a lot of work and built up that resume. So he had a really high standing amongst other bounty hunters. And we saw him throughout clone wars doing fun hijinks with our Singh and even baby Boba Fett. Um, he had a temporary alliance with Darth Maul and he ended up specializing in fighting against Jedi and throughout the clone wars, fought some of the most skilled Jedi, including Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker, and was able to escape alive, which is no lean feat. And Mm so because of that, he gained quite a reputation and was repeatedly hired by Darth Sidious secretly, working on many projects with him, like infiltrating the Jedi Temple to steal a Kyber memory crystal um, that contained a list of four sensitive children throughout the galaxy. Oh, do you remember how that was a weird arc for a yeah. while that, that Sidious was stealing kids? <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's that recap brought me back to all of that. Yeah. I, I, I theorized that Sidious was eating those babies because they never oh, really, they never really figured out anything to do with that. The night King. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we haven't seen Cad Bane in quite a while, um, so we don't really know what he was up between the Clone Wars and now. It's not like it's that long of a time. But some kind of cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Before the cancellation of the Clone Wars TV series, there was already written a four-episode arc, and it was kind of had rough storyboards oh. or something like that. You can see kind of how it was going to play out if the season wasn't canceled and the Cad Bane was going to star with him and little kid Boba Fett. They were going to team up for a rescue mission on Tatooine where Tusken Raiders kidnapped a child. Um, and it was going to kind of flesh out Cad Bane's relationship to Boba's father, Django. Yeah. And how it ended. This is the interesting part is it ended um, with Cad Bane and a bunch of other bounty hunters kind of facing off with Boba. And for some reason, Boba Fett led some sort of insurrection and all the other bounty hunters turned on him. And this scene, that was a standoff duel that happened between Cad Bane and Hunter, was originally supposed to happen between Cad Bane and little kid Boba Fett in that arc. That's wild. So they just kind of took this and put it in the new series. And a fun little Easter egg is that that was going to be the canonical explanation for how Boba Fett got that dent in his helmet because it was going to end the same way with Cad Bane shooting him in the helmet and denting it. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. That's (laughs) wild. Also, I had forgot. I totally forgot about little kid Boba Fett. Yeah, right. Not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. It was kind of a weird move to me, if I'm being honest. Those that never worked. Yeah. I think we probably talked about this. I, I said that he never appeared in Rebels. It's not exactly true. There is a painting of Cad Bane that it looks like Sabine Wren did uh, that you can see right. in Fight or Flight. Yeah. So on the ghost, she she painted a picture of, of Cad Bane, and I have no idea what their connection is or how she would know him or if it was just a fun thing for the fans. But 
That's, that's so wild. Yeah, that's the Cad Bane information I have. So I'm really interested. Wow. I'm happy to have him back. I think he's a cool character. He's a really cool voice. I'm. Do you know what? I, I'm happy to have him back too. It's not like I was saying I'm, I, I was not a you know a Bane head. I love him, but um, I, I think what excites me about him is we're not we're playing with the right level of character reveal. It's like mm-hmm. the Bad Batch audience probably is likely to know the Clone Wars cast. Yeah. So playing within the animated world is, yeah, I, I enjoy because I would have been bummed if it was a, a bigger, too, too much bigger of a character because it would just felt like a cheap trick to get you interested. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane is the perfect level of, of, of reveal. Even if I, you know, was a little underwhelmed in reflection, I can't think of too many better reveals. Yeah, um, I don't know why the episode is called Reunion, though. I think it's the reunion between the Bad Batch and Crosshair is how okay. I'm I'm thinking of it. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> eh, eh. fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who else, but maybe maybe it's it's probably between uh, Wrecker and that tor- tor- uh, the <laughs> torpedo. <laughs> yeah Proton. totally um and i mean the last thing about cadman that i think is good to call out is i mean he got he got hunter which is yeah. like hunter's lucky to be alive i'm not exactly sure how how hunter is even alive and it was decisive you know cadman yeah. dropped him so well that's, that's what impressive. i would hope for i mean he's a gunslinger that's his thing hunter's not he is a, like a like a soldier like a tracker and like a king like He's the camouflage man. <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. So I, just, I, I think I was yeah. just shocked that it, he. I think Hunter's. It's safe to say that Hunter's kind of the protagonist of the show. So I yeah. was kind of shocked just to see the protagonist get dropped like that. It takes a batch, my friend. It takes a batch. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, that is all I have. Do you want to do our rating scale and close yeah. this out? Sure. So how we end every episode is on the scale of our current most favorite sidekick Star Wars character to our current least favorite sidekick Star Wars character. So I'll give you an example. On a scale of K2SO, all-time mm-hmm. favorite sidekick, mm-hmm. to Jar Jar Binks, could do without, I give this episode a Bib Fortuna. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I I feel like... It was an, it's a nice compliment um, to it's a nice v- villain to villain kind of sidekick compliment, uh, which I, there's no real analog I'm making between that and the bad batch. Mm-hmm. I just I just I think it works and I think it, it, you you gain a lot by having it there. Um, so I'm gonna give this episode a, this episode's a solid a minus. It's high. Nice. So yeah, between my favorite sidekick, Ahsoka Tano, and my least favorite sidekick, Jar Jar. Again, no hate. I do love Jar Jar. Just, you know, keep things in perspective. I give this episode a Darth Maul, which is, yeah, like a legit an A plus. I straight up loved this episode. I I don't have many complaints at all. There were a couple that's things I called huge, out. That's a huge rating. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm sure there will be better episodes than this, but I don't have complaints. 
All so right. I am very Dang. happy. Wow. Well, I, uh, I can't argue with that. Yep. But I will. Here's my argument. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to Twitter, buddy. Oof. Before we close it out, I I want to shout out. We we are bad at checking this, and I need to do a little a little bit of a better job of checking this. But about a month ago, we got a very kind review from a user on iTunes, and so I want to read it and shout that out. Um, this review is from Sally F F I J S F V N K U T E Z V. NHF, wow. which sounds like a joke, but I think that's actually their name. Um, and it is titled Amazing Bravo. This is great. I listen to every episode and have never been disappointed. If I were scaling, I would do remember our last show, we used to we used to be the, have the scale be our favorite thing in Star Wars to so our least favorite thing in Star Wars. So for Sally, her her least favorite thing in Star Wars is meeting Ahsoka, which yeah. The introduction of Ahsoka was pretty rough. To her favorite thing being Luke staring at the twin sons with that great music in the background. Oh, yeah. I like that scale. I agree. And so she says, they say, anyone who loves Star Wars should listen to this. And I will keep listening for as long as it goes on. Great job. So thank you so much, Sally. Um, We will try to check this a little bit more often. And if you leave us a nice review... And your grading scale could be either your favorite to least favorite thing or your sidekick scale. We will read it out on the show. Heck yeah. I love that. Um, And you know where you can find us until then on Twitter and Instagram at RebelsRebelsPod. And you can always email us at RebelsRebelsPod at gmail.com. And if it's a short, quippy haiku or Mm -hmm. limerick or, um, you know, ode, we'll read it out. Yep. Uh, And until then, remember... To be brave out there. And don't look back. Don't look back. I'm the card playing champion. And I'm the... And so am I. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)